Brit, I'm a British Egyptian, so I would technically die in Dubai. Excuse me. Sorry, just keep it down a bit. Just recording. Thanks. I am with my very special friend who flew like thousands and thousands of miles just to be here for this interview today. Obviously not. <laughs> so special. She's Dubai by living, she's Moroccan by blood, and she's London by soul. Sara Chuki. Greetings. Salutations. <laughs> I've spoken to a few people in my life about this, right? And for me, it's the most legit thing ever. There's another human being who I know who fully is on my wavelength. Listen, so I believe that we fully have soulmates that are not romantic. Like we have soulmates who we knew in another life. Um, because, you know, there's a hadith that talks about how Allah placed us uh, before him, before this world. And he asked us, you know, if we wanted to be tested and to return back to him. And we asked for the test, which means that there was another realm before this one. In the context of um, what that means in terms of like when you bump into someone who you just feel like you've seen them before, but you've never actually physically seen them before. The minute you hang out with them, it's, you feel very at ease and you feel like you've known them for years. How do we describe that? I'm going to be really honest and say that they, I knew them in, in the realm of the souls and we hung out loads there. But I'm not joking. This is what I really believe. Sarah does not believe this, right? So I want to understand her, her understanding. Now, there's been p people in my life who I've come across, right? And it's quite rare. It's not every day. But there's people in my life that I've come across and I've like, I've sat to myself and gone, wow, like I knew them in another life. And I'll, I'll be really honest, yeah? I won't, I won't talk about all of them. But one example is there's this Chinese guy that gets on the train. Wonderful, peaceful soul. I'm not joking, yeah? <laughs> I'm not joking. He gets on the train. He just gives me a warm smile. And I feel like we know each other, and I don't know how. And I give him a warm smile back, and he leaves. And I feel at ease and at, at peace with him. And I genuinely feel like I knew his soul in another life. And I believe in this stuff, okay? Don't patronize me. <laughs> I believe in this stuff. So tell me what you think of this. Am I crazy? I think that's ridiculous. No, I'm totally mad. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't like believe it. Okay, I believe in like the hadith and stuff like that. But the whole term, like, soulmates and stuff, I don't know if I believe in that. I believe in, like, that, like love of your life. I like, see, I can't believe you believe in that more than the idea of having a soul, many soulmates. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, I just don't connect with it at all. Like, I've never, I, don't, I feel like I've never met someone that I felt like, oh, my God, like, I know you. However, however, I have met someone. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know, like, because there's some areas where, like, I'm super, like, like super like spiritual and stuff like that but then when it comes to that, I don't but the, the whole like finding like not finding or like having the love of your life and I, it's that, that sounds so flipping like cringy and cheesy and stuff but what I mean by that is like that there's one person that you'll meet who you will really 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 click with and like for the rest of your life like I don't know like you'll but then doesn't that not give more meaning to other people in your life because otherwise people are just there as like accessories like to me when I think that there are other soulmates they it really unites me with humanity and different religions and different ethnicities and just different people because we are like we are literally brothers and sisters we all came from that realm of, of the souls like everyone Jews Christians everyone Hindus Buddhists so I find it quite fascinating that people think that you know like we're not connected and it makes them like less like what's the point of them being here do you get what I'm saying like there has to be a, a deeper meaning behind as to why we're all here interlinked in each other's lives like this and we're interwoven so specifically like why do you think it's for no reason but then like what okay so what would you define as a soulmate then like literally just like a friend to your soul 
Like, is that literally what a soulmate is? I don't know, I just don't connect with it. I don't know why. I think it's just because, like, I feel like maybe I've never, like, experienced on that. Like, there's, don't get me wrong, there's people that I meet and I'm like, oh my god, like, I really get along with you. Like, this is great. But, like, I've never, like, connected it with, like, or soulmate. Like, okay, like, again, it's in a very romantic. Yeah, maybe it's the term. Because soulmate to me literally can mean. It's been reappropriated over the years based on people I've spoken to and, and interacted with. And I think it could be defined as someone who you feel at peace and at ease with, pure and simple. Yeah. Okay, so so if that's the case, then yeah. It, it goes down to what you define it as. Maybe other people define it in a more powerful sense. Like, it's an overwhelming sense of, like, I knew you. Because I'm, I'm not joking. So there's a person that I know, right? I'm not going to mention who it is. But the minute I met them, I was like, I've seen your face before. I know your soul. You're very familiar to me. But I've, I'd never met them before. It was an overwhelming feeling. Kind of like in um, Twilight, when Twilight the third one, when Jacob imprints on Bella's kid. It was like that. It was like an imprinting feeling. <laughs> Sounds crazy. It was overwhelming. And I didn't know what to do with it. I just knew that it was like, it was just there to be experienced and then just move on. I wasn't maybe to do anything with it. Because it wasn't in a romantic yeah, sense. Because so I was, was going to say, how do you deal with that then? Like, how yeah, do you deal I, with I guess that? it's just like acknowledging that it's there. Because at least that that honors what they are to you. And I, I actually th- I see it as a gift from Allah. Like I, I fully believe like the and it, it actually gives meaning to your day to day life. Otherwise, everything would be pretty mundane. You'd just be meeting these random people and they don't mean anything. But I really believe that every person that Allah sends me that day is they mean something and they're there to add something whatever it is and it's, it's our job to be mindful on that level each day to day and your life will be much more interesting and exciting you'll be like wow what does this mean and you just try to connect it and you know. no, no no I agree with that because I do think like people and like different things that happen etc like during the day like they're literally just like messages from Allah but then it's more I think it's because I connect like to soulmate like I connect it to like a really spiritual thing that's like oh my god like I don't know how to explain it like yeah but it's kind of like, like even like applying religion and spirituality to our lives. We have to apply it to, to this life because this is the life we're living, a very mundane life. And I think um, that's what people struggle with is trying to find spirituality in the mundane uh, life. And so we try to create thicker circles or people try to sing and people try to do things that can elicit some sort of feeling. But that's how I feel like the focus can go within and how we react to the things that are in front of us. It's all consciousness, really. It's how you consciously deal with whatever you've been given. And I think that's why, and I'm going to sound really woo-woo saying this, but that's why we need to awaken our hearts and souls so that they're open to these messages that we, we, we are constantly in a state of receiving. I, I feel like this earth is far too intricate to not believe that there's so many connections between souls, that, like, the earth beneath us, like, um, so many stories interwoven, like, there's so much meaning and I think if our hearts and our souls are dead through popular culture through the music we, wa- we listen to through the videos we watch that's what's, ha- that's what's wrong with us that's why we can't, we're not receptive to the messages anymore what would you define as like peace? like as in being at peace and how do you try on a day to day basis because you know how you were saying like you have to connect to like your heart and soul and you have to like leave it open to receiving and stuff like that like on that note like, how do you how do you do that? Forward slash, like... So, uh, I took about, like, eight days off, right? Completely from life. I just, like, uh, switched off, you know, took myself out of the equation. I realised that when people say meditate... Like, they say meditation's not a joke. Meditation really is being in a state of silence and being in a state of silence with yourself and, and returning back to your 
your it's like recalibrating back to your base level does that make sense so without all those added energies because every day myself anyway I can only speak for myself I absorb so many different types of energy from different humans I'm interacting with daily every day yeah wait wait, wait. every day to the extent that it affects me so much that I'm living my life at 100 miles an hour and I'm just reacting to all these energies and all these circumstances and experiences which isn't healthy you need that time to recalibrate and go back to yourself and return back to yourself Sorry, what do you mean by like you absorb it though? Like in the sex, I've heard people say this before, like I absorb people's energy, but what does that mean? Like for example, when someone's negative and stuff, when someone's super negative and stuff, like what does that mean? Like, So look, there's a difference between like everyone is going to experience a multitude of things as human beings, right? On, like we, we constantly are a state of, of emotions. It's, it's our job, it's my job to understand myself. I am someone who just absorbs energies. Um, it's like I walk into a room and when I can feel... Like maybe the, it's gone awkward because of something that's happened. I can feel that because I'm incredibly empathetic and sensitive to my surroundings. So I can feel that. And then it's up to you to kind of, if you're that type of person, you're that sensitive to that degree, to your surroundings, then, which I think is a superpower, by the way, it's not a bad thing. I think you have to manage how much of that you can take each day. Because if you're someone that constantly is in a state of just absorbing, 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 it will drain you. And that's why, that's the difference between extroverts and introverts, is that introverts get their energy from uh, being on their own, recharge, and then come back. Extroverts get their energy from being around people. So that's why it's our job to really understand what type, what kind of, where, where you fall on that spectrum. And um, recalibrating yourself to that, because you can't control how everyone around you is going to experience emotions, or how they're going to project their emotions on you. You can only control how that affects you. So if, you, if there's only a, a certain amount of energy that you can take per day, you need to move away. You need to, to, you know, go to the next room. You need to get away from whatever's draining you, whoever's draining you, and find ways to recalibrate. So, for example, myself, sometimes I, I find peace by painting. Sometimes I find peace with writing. A lot of the time, silence, reading, you know, things like that. But do you, do you find it tough as someone who, like, absorbs, like, energy and stuff like that? Do you not find it tough that, like... Because what I find, okay, for example, I don't know if this is absorbing energy, but this is how, like, I'm seeing it. Or how I'm, like, taking it. Okay, for example, let's say you're in a room and you can just sense that someone is, like, pissed off. Uh, pissed off at you. And then you start to absorb it in the sense that you start to feel really, start to feel really crap. Like, you start to feel, like, this heaviness in your heart and, like, yeah, like, is that, but how do you deal with that? How do you, because, does that mean that you just cut that person out of your life? Right, whoever made up this cut person out of your life thing on, in on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, well, like, they clearly don't have emotional intelligence. It's very difficult to just cut people out of your life. But it's also difficult to stay, right? Because that means you have to deal with whatever issue is going on. Communication. For me, so it's like a process in the mind that you have to go through. Something's wrong. You can sense it. You can feel it. Ask the person what's wrong. If they're still not responding in, in, in a way that's mature, in, in meeting you at the table with your mature need to communicate what's going on, and they don't want to communicate it out, then you need to then get yourself to a place where you're like, I've done what I can, there's nothing else I can do. I have to reconcile that with myself, make peace with that myself, forgive myself, move on. And then that way, you will not uh, take responsibility for something that's not yours. That's their noise, because they don't want to deal with it. If they're being passive-aggressive, and they don't want to communicate it, that's their noise, and just not today. I'm not dealing with that today. That's not my job. My job is not to shoulder my burdens and your burdens. My job is just to shoulder my own. And then however you deal with yours, you deal with yours. 
A lot of people don't understand that, though. They don't understand that, like, like as in, you have to take care of your how you feel, and because they, they feel like you should, you're responsible for how they feel. And then, and but that's completely their problem. And if they can't see that, you have to. I mean, you can't. You can either tell them explicitly, show them, like, look, this is what it is. But ultimately, that, that's something they'll have to learn for themselves on this journey. Like, everyone's on a different journey, and and like the important thing is is shouldn't you want to be better as a human? Like that's really what it's about. Like it's about growing and learning and self-awareness. And I think a lot of the time people are not self-aware. Um, a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time people are not self-aware. And I think that's a huge problem. That's your responsibility, at least, to be self-aware because you have to know that when you're going out into the world, you're affecting other people. Your energy affects others too. And we have to be mindful of what we are doing, like how are we impacting others, and be responsible, take responsibility for that. You know. It's ignorant if we don't. It's like a bull in a china shop. You're just running around with all this, like you're just putting out stuff into the universe, not thinking that it's going to affect anyone. How do you feel like you check yourself in terms of that, in terms of what you just said? Okay, so for example, say I'm having a bad day and I go to work and, um, you know, I've got a team and I need to respect that there's a team around me. I can't be get, letting my personal life getting in the way of how I treat them. So if, if I'm just not feeling great, I have to show up, you know? Like, and it, I think... You have to show up for yourself in different areas of your life, in the workspace, in your friendship space, in your family space, in your own personal space. You have to show up for yourself in different ways. When you're in that, that public sector, like that public space, it's, it is your responsibility to find coping mechanisms. So you're really angry or you're really upset. You know, going away from the, basically taking yourself out of the situation until you're in a better place to, to come back to it. I remember my, my boss, there was one time when I came into work and I was really upset about something. And she said, right, take some time out, make yourself a cup of tea, let's have a chat. Chat with me, figured out what was going on. And she understood like what was happening. She's like, look, take some time, you know, finish your tea, come back to work. And it really helped. I needed it. You know, I cried it out. She understood as well, like if I was okay, because obviously they have to know like, whoa, like wh where's your energy at today? Like what's going on? And that's how we dealt with it. And I think that's the mature thing to do. What people tend to do in the workspace is that they're very passive aggressive. They don't have the guts to be honest about what's going on. And so they bring this really passive aggressive energy to you, which is really draining. And instead of dealing with it and saying it flat out what's wrong and communicating back and forth, they will make this really uncomfortable atmosphere and climate. And that's toxic. But that's not your noise. So if somebody's being toxic, that's their noise and you have to acknowledge in your like mind like get out of your mind for a second and say hold on a minute this person's being toxic that's on them I'll let them deal with that that's their noise I'm gonna go do my work I don't have time for this you see what I'm saying asking is because I don't know how to deal with it <laughs> like I legit like I used to be able to deal with it very well but I feel like 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 we talked about before I feel like more recently I don't know how to deal with it like I legit like I don't know how to deal with my anger like for example yesterday so yesterday I received an email and it was really irritating, really irritating. And I, I, I acknowledged that it was not, like, my response was not a normal response, like, because I was, like, literally raging. I was so angry, like, my hands were shaking, like, literally, I was going crazy. I was literally going crazy. So first I was like, okay, like, I acknowledged, okay, I need a break. Like, I just need a break. I need to walk away from this. Like, I just need to walk away, away, away from this right now. So I went upstairs into my room. First, I was just pacing around, like, just walking around. So I went upstairs into my room. I just said to myself, okay, I'm just going to lay down. Like, I'm literally just going to lay down. But then still, even when I went back to it, like, I was still, like, mighty pissed off. So, like, 
bro, I just don't know, man. But the, my job's very different because I'm not in the office. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not surrounded by people. Like, I'm not in the office. Like, I'm at home. And Sarah's gone through many uh, spiritual transformations in her time, uh, as have I. Uh, we've, mo- we've grown together. And I feel like every time we meet up, we, like, bring a different version of ourselves to the table. And it's funny because we always interchange, like, roles between us, which is hilarious. But I feel like Sarah went through a, a recent transformation. And I think a lot of Muslim women can relate to it. And I feel like we have not been very, we're not very forgiving of each other in, our, in, our, in the Muslim community. Um, we're hard on each other and it should be the other way around. We should be hard on ourselves and easy with others because we don't know what they're experiencing, what they're going through, their circumstances, their life, like what they're, just everything, right? Um, how has that been moving through, moving in and out of different circles and how have you kind of reconciled with yourself that it doesn't matter what circle you're in, you're just going to be yourself no matter what that looks like. Damn, good interviewer. Chase! <laughs> ow, ow. Uh, are you? I wear hijab anymore. And when I see you, I see you as someone who, if you don't believe in it, you are trying to be authentic with who you are just to the to greater society. And it, it takes it, it does take guts to be yourself in front of absolutely everyone. I think it is easier to kind of change yourself based on the environment um so like how did you reconcile that with yourself like how do you found the strength to just be yourself in front of everyone i think actually that actually touches as well on the whole dubai thing as well on the society in dubai because society in dubai is it's not authentic at all like everyone is just fake I mean, like, aesthetically as well as, like, in terms of, like, personality and stuff like that. Like, it's very difficult for you to meet someone who's genuine. And, like, uh, and as well, I guess as well, because, like, especially, like, more recently, I've been, like, in an environment where I'm, like, connected more to people who are big on social media, let's say. And I notice that, like, I notice that, like, these types of people tend to be while they're on their social media tend to they're they're not authentic basically and social media i just feel like generally speaking social media like i feel like the large majority of people are are not authentic it's all about showing like their best face and their best life and all of this and and not showing when things go bad but i think like one of the reasons for me feeling like i can be so open and stuff like that is because there's been times where I've gone through experiences where I wish that I could just go online and find someone who has been through those experiences, like, too, and, like, has got through it. I don't know. And then also, I guess, like, I don't know. I always say, like, I don't give a crap what anyone thinks. Like, I feel like I need to explore that more, though, because more recently maybe I do. But, like, yeah, it just comes from a place of just... I don't know. Like, I just always feel like, like, you have to be yourself because I just despise... I just despise people acting, like, pretentious and acting, like do you know what I mean like someone they're not and stuff and I always try to be like an open book I always try to like be open about everything about how I feel and stuff like that and I feel like we have uh, fostered a culture where we feel the need to always overshare so that that but that's what we see as authenticity right because sometimes I feel like many people they feel like being their most truest self is like just putting everything out there like this is me take it or leave it do you feel like we always have to do that? Do you feel like that's necessary for yourself? And why do you think that we have this culture of like, especially in the Muslim community, I kind of feel like people feel like they have to confess their sins 
so that they're attacked less. Does that make sense? Oh, okay, yeah. No, I think everyone's different. Like, human beings are different. Like, it's naive to think that everyone will, like, I don't know, like, have the same opinions and be the same and stuff. Just for me personally, like, I've, I don't know, I've always been the type of person that feels like, I don't know, I don't like the term, I don't like the term oversharing, but, like, feels like being, like, very open and stuff on social media brings about benefit. It doesn't bring about, and not even necessarily benefit for myself because sometimes it makes me look really flipping bad. Or there's some stuff, like, for example, when I got divorced and stuff, for me, that was the worst thing in the world. So for me to put that out there, like, it was difficult for me, especially because from my family as well, like, like none of them wanted me to talk about it. They didn't want me to even admit that I was... For me, like, kind of doing that was, like, it was difficult. But then at the same time, I thought, okay, the benefit that will come out of that. And, like, confessing their sins in order to, like, let, I guess, like, make people not attack them more. I think a lot of people see this as, like... You know, for example, when people take off hijab, like, you'll see people who will, like, for example, even myself, like, I posted, like, a short, like, caption where I said, like, it's not that I disagree with hijab, blah, 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 all of this, but I'm just going through a bit of a, like, period where blah, 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 blah. Okay, I didn't do that because I didn't want people to give me, like, backlash and stuff. I did that because, again, like, it came from a place of, like, I want someone to read this who's going through this and, and to, um... And to not feel alone, yeah, and feel like they can relate. And I got so many messages after that, subhanAllah, where they were literally like, feel exactly the same, thank you so much for acknowledging, like, that that's how it feels, etc. Because, as well, oversharing, oversharing and being vulnerable, as everyone knows, like, it's not easy, like, it's not... Things that you're vulnerable about, vulnerable about, the reason why you're vulnerable about them is because you don't want people to know about them, because it's something that you wouldn't want people to know. So to put it out there is difficult. So I think the people that do that are doing that because, yeah, they just want others. And maybe it's for acceptance as well. Like, for me, the type of personality that I am, I say this, but then, bro, I, there's just, like, a lot of exploring I need to do. But I say this a lot of the time. Like, I say, like, oh, if you don't, like, this is me, like, accept me the way that I am. If you don't accept me the way that I am, then cool, like, bye. So, yeah, sometimes I'm, like, really obnoxious, not obnoxious, but I'm really out there with my opinions and stuff like that because I'm just, like, I don't give a crap. Like, if you don't agree with it, then... I know you, and I know that's not coming from an obnoxious place. In fact, it's coming from a place of, like, having to self-build so much, love yourself so much that you're able to say, hey, look, this is me. I can't, I can't be a piece of this and a piece of that and a piece of that for everyone. I just have to be myself because I don't feel strong in any other type of way. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I just want to go back to the time when we first met because not the time we knew each other way before that we keep going back and forth with this story but the time when we consciously became aware of each other in that we became close like because we bonded over something that was really deep I want to talk about that because the first day I remember Sarah shared so much with me and I was sat there thinking wow I feel so privileged and honored that she shared that story with me um and she was very honest and open and there was something really like inspiring about her. I just found her so I was in awe. Like I was like, wow, who is this person? And I never felt I never met someone who was so kind and, and understanding and considerate and was very present in the conversation. So it was it was like it was really it was a nice evening that I had. And I remember I want I want to hear from you like what you first felt and like how much how different I am today than what I was that first night you met me. Yes. I remember that. I was so cute. I remember. By the way, I found footage the other day of us sitting outside. You know that guy? He kept coming out, and then we asked him if he, <laughs> we asked him if he was. But we asked him if he wanted to be involved in the interview, and then he was like, "What's the question?" He ran away, <laughs> flipping Joker. Um, yeah, like I feel like we've both changed so. Has it been a year? Because I moved to Dubai in September. I feel like 
okay, that conversation that we had back then, based on like where, like for example, where you are at now, I feel like you're so different. Because when I first, I'm allowed to be open, right? So when I first met you and we were like sitting there, you were really, 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 uh, what's the word? Reserved at first, I think. Like super reserved. Like as in you were coming to interview me. (laughs) Really? But like, as a, but as I'm like, no, it's understandable. You know why? It's because you were so fascinating. So I was just asking questions because I was so fascinated. I was like, who is this girl that just does not care? Like, it was fantastic. <laughs> Lol. You know, I remember being like, you being really like reserved and stuff like that. But then like, of course, like after we spoke and stuff like that coming out and stuff. But in terms of like personality, I feel like you've changed a lot. I feel like you're a lot more confident now. Like you're a lot more confident. You're a lot more confident with like who you are, happier with yourself, open. Even on social media, by the way. I feel like your social media back then was really like, no, not dead. Like your pictures were great and stuff, but you. But it was like I felt like you were trying not to show too much. That's so accurate. I'm actually shocked. She knows me so well. Yeah, I felt like you were trying not to. And now you're a lot more like you're open. You're like you do like live. No, but you do like lives and something. I know. Like I'm myself. Do you know what it is? I cringe when I watch something and someone's not being authentic. I can see right through. <laughs> I'm so rude. The things that I enjoy watching the most is when somebody's just being themselves. And I and there were people in my life like Sarah who's just literally herself, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, like I I realized that it's just not enjoyable to watch and maybe if I just deliver things in a more authentic way people might actually listen to what I'm saying and agree or disagree do you know what I mean that's really what it was on the point of like less energy (laughs) no the reason why I'm saying this is because I want to know your opinion right I feel like when I first met you I had that energy had that energy yeah like as in like yeah yeah so but like do you feel like it's decreased because i feel like it's decreased. i feel like it's decreased but it might not necessarily be a good or bad thing i'm not sure i'm still i'm still kind of figuring it out like i'm so much more dead than I was before? but i wouldn't call it dead i would just say maybe you've just got your priorities have changed so at that time you were she was in a space where she'd just gotten out of something horrible and she was just on this like high on life hey i'm gonna live my best life i don't care and it was fantastic. It was infectious. Everyone she met, like everyone just felt it. And um, life changes. You go through different stuff and like you meet different people and you absorb different energies. I'm really big on energies and people probably think I'm a bit like I sound like a hippie when I say this, but I think it's, it means everything. And also, I just don't think it's natural to feel like you have to be on a state of high constantly, perpetually. Like that, That's not healthy. You don't have to be any type of way. If today you're not feeling great, if you don't have energy, that's okay. And if tomorrow you feel like you've got energy. I remember like you hadn't slept. So when you were last here, you hadn't slept and you were feeling just really tired and blue and down and, and you fell asleep and you were just really like not feeling great and you were just chatting to me but not bothered. And then when you woke up, you woke up, took your medication and you were like a Duracell bunny. You're just like like literally waking up the whole house, like screaming, jumping. And you could tell people were like, like they were saying they were annoyed, but really I think they just enjoy Sarah being her like energy filled self but like there's different versions of us and it's okay it's not like your energy or you're not energy do you get what I'm saying like you can be the spectrum and it's fine but do you feel like with your energy because the reason why I'm asking this because like okay so a lot of people are like bruv you're just like flipping bipolar like literally you're either like Juris Nalbani or like you're just dead do you feel like your energy is like that what do you feel like your energy I think I'm trying to work to get a consistent level of energy each day because I can see myself, it is easy to get into that state of very high or very low. But I, I can see myself, like, despairing when I'm in those lows. And, you know, it's not necessarily bad to be in a high, but I just I know it's going to come down soon. Do you get what I'm saying? So I try to work my hardest 
to avoid doing things or being in circles or do, just getting myself into it or eating the foods that are going to put me in those these extremities. Do you get what I'm saying? But also I want to say that people who comment on somebody else's, like, that's not your place. Like, who are you to say you're bipolar? Which, by the way, like, how can you diagnose people if, you don't, if you're not a clinician? Like, please, you know? So insulting. I think everyone needs to know their place and everyone... I think if, if it's not coming from a place of love, which is, i.e., your family, your friends, people that know and love you, then it's just coming out of, like, someone who despises you or someone who's jealous. Or, do you get what I'm saying? And I think don't give people room to not everyone gets a say on, on who you are like you set the tone of who you are and what you who you want to be how you're being perceived by them that's on them that's their noise I, I think it's really unacceptable and that's why I don't ask people for opinions unless I really uh, value their opinion and it's an informed opinion it's not coming out of nowhere and just I just think this about you. you see what I'm saying and that's the difference I just don't think anyone has that right because they don't know what's going on in your life they don't know what the backstory is they don't know who's speaking to you they don't know like you know what you what you've endured like you have every right to feel blue like some months some whole months can go by and you feel blue like that's okay it's quite normal i think it's unhealthy to be in a perpetual state of duracell bunny all the time you know because i respect how you have boundaries i notice it even before we have this whole conversation of like boundaries and stuff like that like i respect it in the sense that i see when like for example even just now we're sitting we're talking and there's like a few people across standing over there and you're like excuse me like could you just keep it down because I wouldn't have done that because I'm just like damn like no 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 I don't think it was rude I think it no no I don't think it was rude no but I don't think it was rude at all I think it was just you protecting your boundaries bro this is the thing about boundaries right I think there are let's say there are rational and irrational boundaries for example Sarah's referencing we're, we're in a very public place there are a group of workers that were nearby and they were making noise I just said can you can you just keep it down we're recording I could have not said it but I know it would have upset me and annoyed me in the back of my head and that would have taken energy out of me and it would have been draining and I would have been waiting for them to move but they're not aware of me being here so I thought I'd just tell them when I say boundaries though I think it's people who deliberately go out of their way to take take advantage or take the mick because they can because they know that you'll say okay and they'll they, they come back again and again and again and they do it again and again and again because and it's it's half on them like yeah that that that's messed up so that's 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 something on them but also it's on you it's it's you know even the prophet sallam he he encouraged us you, you can be burnt once fine that's not your fault burnt twice like that that is it's your responsibility <laughs> just on a side note no i wasn't going to reference the hadith i was going to reference j cole in a song when he's like um fool me one time shame on you fool me twice for me third time oh god that was the worst thing ever 